God's word. Not Pastor Eben's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. It is incorruptible. It is all-powerful. Heaven and earth is going to pass away, but your word will never pass away. So I thank you this morning that you're watching over your word to perform it. That, Father, no word will fall to the ground today. But every word that is spoken will be received, it will be believed, it will be conceived. And then, Father, we thank you for fruit coming from our lives as we do it. I thank you for the Holy Spirit who's already here. And I pray that he will move, that, Father, we will discern and we will sense what he wants to do. And I pray that every person under the sound of my voice and even those who are watching today will leave with a spiritual deposit that will change their lives for the better. And it's in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Let everybody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We're in a series entitled Growing in the Spirit. Everybody say Growing in the Spirit. And this is our last lesson uh, because for the month of July, I have speakers for every week that's going to be amazing. And so this series, Growing in the Spirit, the goal of it has been to infuse everyone with next level faith, next level knowledge, next level revelation, next level sensitivity, discernment, and next level obedience to the Spirit of God. Because how many know that when God moves, He's moving because He wants us to move? Say amen to that. Last week I shared a principle that I believe ties very well into what I'm going to teach today. And that principle was when we allow the Holy Spirit to move, God speaks and then change happens. Everybody say, when the Holy Spirit moves, God will speak and change will happen. And so we looked in Genesis chapter 1. They're going to put it on the screen. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. And this is where this principle is. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2. The earth was without form and it was void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And then it says, and the spirit of God did what church? The spirit of God did what? He moved upon the face of the water. And then watch what happened in verse three. And then what happened? And God what? And God said, let there be light. And there was light. In other words, the spirit of God was moving. God spoke and then change took place, uh, took place. And although the focus of our lesson has been speaking in tongues and the benefits of it, I've also explained other manifestations along the way. And so two weeks ago, I shared all nine of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, which is listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And one of those manifestations was the word of knowledge. Everybody say the word of knowledge. 
And what I did, and you can go back and look at it, is that I gave a definition of what each one of those manifestations were. And the word of knowledge means the divine ability to know things that only God would know. And when God uses us in that way, he wants to do it outside of the walls of the church. God wants to use you to impact people's lives with these manifestations. And so the point of the series is not just to educate us, but also, listen now, it's to activate us. Because if you've been with me for some years, then you've already heard teaching like this. But see, to me, I'm, it's not... It's not what you know that impresses me. It's what you do with what you know that impresses me. You say, well, I don't need to impress you. You don't. But it's not just what you know. It's what you activate. Say amen to that. And so two weeks ago, uh, something happened, maybe three weeks now. We had an evening prophetic and prayer service. And in that service... The manifestation of the word of knowledge came up. And so what I'm about to do is I'm going to show you a clip. And here's why I'm doing this. Because the clip is in live, you know, uh, in living color of what the word of knowledge looks like, what it sounds like, and how it happened. And the reason I'm showing you this is so that you can see not only how it works, but I'm hoping by the end of today, we will all make a decision that we want to allow God to use us in whatever way he wants to when it comes to being a blessing to people. So they're going to roll a video clip of what happened about three weeks ago. But I saw somebody, you had some car problems this week where somebody had to help push your car. Weird. Push it. If that happened to you, would you would you raise your hand if that happened to you this week? If you had to have your car pushed, if you online, please identify yourself because God's gonna supernaturally get you another car. Is that anybody in here? You had to have your car pushed? Anybody, anybody, anybody online, please identify yourself. And while they doing that, I'm gonna pray for this person to get another car. In fact, if you need another car, raise your hand. That many people? We need to start a dealership up in here. I tell, I tell you what, if you, if you need a... Now notice I'm saying need, I didn't say won't now. But if you need another car, just come on up here real quick. Come on up here real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. Oh my God. I, I did say need a car, didn't I? Oh my God. Megan just sent me this. Your wife just sent me this. One of the girls working in child care's car broke down this week and she had to push it in at I-35 in the I-20 split. Is she here? Somebody go get this lady. Go get her. You don't even have to be in here for God to see what you need. I am going to make a guarantee to you today. I am going to guarantee that by the time we get through praying, 
you're going to get you a car. You say, well, Pastor Adam, how, how can you give me a guarantee? <laughs> because I ain't giving it to you. God's giving it to you. Because he made a promise, and he's a promise keeper, not just a promise maker. And he said, I shall supply of your what? See, that's why I said, you sure you just need a car? Because if you need a car, he promised to supply that. Father, in Jesus' name, you made a promise to your people who said, my God shall supply all of their need according to not our bank account, not our checking account, not our job status. But you said it will be supplied according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And so, Father, right now, I declare your word over their life. That the need for a car is being supplied by you in Jesus' name. And that, Father, from this point on, from this point on, because you are a God that keeps promises, because you are a God that watches over your word to perform it, because you are a God that calls those things that be not as though they were, because you are a God that does exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think, because you are a God that will cause all grace and favor to abound toward us, we declare in Jesus' name for a new call. It might be new to some, and it might be you feel new to us. We declare it being met in Jesus' mighty name. And Father, we're going to thank you in advance to prove that we have faith that you're going to do it. So that's what I want you to do right now. Begin to thank God. Yes. Thank yes. Him, Lord. Yes. Right now. Yes. In Hold Jesus' up. name. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. So listen, church. We never know what God has in mind when he sees something. Uh, there are at least five or six hundred people in here. Do y'all agree? I see a person's car being pushed. I don't know who it is. The, ha the person happens to be in the back. Who happens to be part of the child care group that we're paying to watch our kids. Not even a member. But God loves her enough. So listen. Today is your miracle day. Because God told me to buy you a car. And in front of all of these people, I am going to buy you a car. And listen, if you came up here because you needed a car, this is your sign that if God did it for her, 
Oh, your miracle is on the way. So, Father, thank you. It's Isabel. Thank you for Isabel. Thank you for her obedience to come. And because she obeyed, your miracle has been released for her. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. Okay. Backstory, very quickly. When that word came, and Megan sent me a text and said she's back here. When I went back, she she was not going to come. Because she had never seen the manifestation of the Spirit move like that. Her mom was back there. And her mom was saying, don't come. They had never seen. And that's why the Bible says tongues is a sign. Watch this for unbelievers. Now, they're believers, but they just had not seen the Spirit of God move. So I'm here to announce to you today that on this past Thursday, Word of Truth Family Church wrote a check and paid cash for her car. And let me show you how good God is. Let me show you how good God is. The car that she had was, it was a 2007, I think, Camry, Toyota Camry. And it kept breaking down and she didn't have the money to to fix it. So here it was. I'm looking for a new car. And I had her to look at first. And she was looking for looking at cars that had 45 and 50,000 miles on it. And I said, if, if I were to buy her that car and it breaks down, she's back in the same situation that she was in. How many know God ain't interested in trading? He's interested in upgrading. Oh, glory be to God. <laughs> he's not just looking at trading. He's trying to upgrade you. So I said, I said, I asked a girl, I said, listen, what kind of car you want? She says, well, I'm, I'm driving a Toyota Camry. I, I said, okay, that's, that, we're going to keep you in a Camry. Now, I didn't know how much those cameras going to be, though. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, we ended up buying her a 2021 with 4,000 miles on it, still under warranty. Now, somebody's going, oh, wow, I need a car. Say, I want you to just, everybody say, if God did it for her, he'll do it for me. Amen. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to go through these real fast because what I want to do today is to help those who don't speak in tongues. I want to show you how to activate that today. Now, there are several ways. Everybody say several. There are several ways that the Holy Spirit can speak to you. So if you were here that night, in fact, you can go back and watch the whole thing because you'll see me leave the stage and I go back there and talk to her. But but there are several ways because some people say, you know, I don't hear God speak to me. But see, first, you got to believe that he will. That's where it starts. And so there, there are more than seven, but there are seven primary ways that the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Here's the first one. It's through the preach word. And that's why it's so good to come to church and hear the word. Because this is where God uses the Holy Spirit to minister to us through the preach word. Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. How can they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how can they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And watch this. And how can they hear without a preacher. Look at your neighbor and say, you need a preacher. Now look at your other neighbor and say, you need Pastor Evan. Here's number two. So one of the ways the Holy Spirit will speak to us is through the word preached. 
Here's the second way. It's through waiting in prayer. And this is where you and I are in a quiet place before the Lord. And the Holy Spirit speaks to us things that we may need to know for our everyday life. And it's okay to pray in traffic. Okay? In fact, sometimes you need to pray so you won't cuss, right? But listen, listen. Sometimes you have to get in a quiet place in order for the Holy Spirit to speak to you. In Acts chapter 10 verse 9, this is a situation where where uh, Peter was quietly waiting uh, in prayer. It says, and on the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh to the city, Peter went up to the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. He became hungry. How many know you get hungry when you pray sometimes? Hungry and sleepy. And they would have eaten, and he would have eaten, but while they were making the food ready, he fell into a trance or a vision. And so now I'm jumping down to verse 19. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are looking for you. Arise, go down, go with them, and doubt nothing. Do you notice that the Spirit of God spoke to Peter while he was in a a quiet place alone uh, praying? So there are ways that God will speak to you while you're waiting in prayer. That's how I found out about Seguin High School. God gave me, I was praying. God gave me a vision of of a school and I didn't even know where the school was and he led me to it. Here's the third way that God will speak to you through the Holy Spirit is through prophetic words. And this is where the Holy Spirit will use someone to speak divine utterances for your life. And these divine utterances are designed to, listen, confirm or deposit something God has for you. Something that God may have already said to you and he's confirming uh, a person to do that. And you can look in Acts chapter 9 verses 1. And let me just say this. In that, in, in that instance, a lot of times people, they're asking God what he wants them to do. And a lot of times, God will use somebody else to tell you. Uh, in Acts chapter 9, when Saul was going to the road to Damascus, and the Bible says Jesus appeared to him. In fact, uh, jump down, go to Acts 9. They, they have the, the, the verse back there, but I want to show, some, show you something. Acts chapter 9, look in verse 4. Acts 9, 4. It says, and Saul, he fell to the earth and he heard a voice saying, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he says, who are you, Lord? And he says, I'm Jesus whom you persecute. He says, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. And then verse 6, watch what he says. And trembling and astonished, he said, Lord, read this with me. What will you have me to do? Wow, that's a great question. In other words, he was saying, what's my purpose? So watch what Jesus said. Jesus said, arise, go into the city, and it shall be told you what you must do. So let me just give you perspective. Saul was having a one-on-one conversation with Jesus. He asked Jesus a question. Jesus, what would you have me to do? Well, to me, it would just have been just as easy for Jesus to tell him. Well, why didn't he? Because sometimes... What God wants to do is use other people to tell us what he wants us to do. Because, see, some people will get so spiritual and spooky. I don't need nobody. God only talks to me. Well, no, he don't just talk to you. He sent Saul to a man named Cornelius. And Cornelius is what told Saul what God wanted him to do. And that's how it works sometimes. So, number number three. Was that number three? Through prophetic words. Here's number four, very quickly. Through worship experiences. And this is where you and I uh, 
we get in position to hear the Holy, hear the Holy Spirit through acts of worship and praise. And that's why, listen, the praise team is not just here singing to warm us up. They're not here just to put some space in between for you to get to service on time. That's not why they're up here. They're here to lead us into worship. Amen. Here's number four or number five or whatever number. Through the written word. This is where God will use the Holy Spirit to illuminate scripture and teach us things or show us things that we may not have known on our own. So many times, in fact, one of the scriptures that got us this building, God said, he said he was going to put us in a place of our own that we never move no more. Well, that verse came from scripture. Here's, a, here's the fifth, sixth one. It's through walking in the spirit. This is where we wake up every day purposely deciding that we're going to be Holy Spirit conscious. And when you're Holy Spirit conscious, God can lead you throughout the day. And then here's the last one. He can speak to us, the Holy Spirit can, through visions and dreams. And this is when the Spirit of God will use a dream or a vision to show us something prophetically. And let me just say this. If you do dream prophetically or if you see visions... Listen, sometimes uh, three things can be done with that. Number one, it can be a warning regarding something. Okay? Sometimes when you see something prophetically, and it may be about somebody else, it doesn't mean that you need to say them. You need to say something to them. You may just need to ask, Lord, do I need to say something to so-and-so? So you may not even know the person. But a lot of times, God is just showing us so that we can pray. So sometimes it's a, re- it's a warning regarding something. Uh, number two... Uh, sometimes it's for us to pray about something or to pray through something. And then number three, when we see visions or dreams, it's to reveal something to us. So if you're taking notes today, the message title is activating, say activating, activating the manifestations of the spirit. In other words, the purpose of today's lesson is to help us now start doing what I'm teaching. If you don't speak in tongues, today's message is to push you to do that. One of our members met with me this week and uh, he had been with us since again. He had listened to the message, but, but, but then I had to push him to the next level. And what I did with him, I'm going to show you today. Basically, uh, but he walked in not speaking in tongues, but he left my office speaking in tongues. Right. All right. So uh, last week I gave you seven benefits Uh, I mean, I just gave you the seven benefits, but I also last week gave you all some pointers on uh, the whole purpose behind us growing spiritually and what the Holy Spirit would do. And I'm not going to go over that. But here's point number one, if you're taking notes, point number one. uh, And and I'm talking about speaking in tongues now. And, you know, uh, uh, people on social media, they don't watch the whole message. So they start, you know, criticizing certain things that I say. And that don't bother me at all. You know why it don't bother me? Because when you write and divide the word, you can stand on what you're teaching because the word itself will confirm itself. But one thing that I want to point out, a lot of times people who criticize speaking in tongues, it's because they don't do it. Okay? They don't do it. So uh, here's point number one if you're taking notes. Speaking in tongues, it's a will thing and not a feel thing. I'm going to say that again. It's a will thing. And not a feel thing. Everybody say speaking in tongues is a will thing and not a feel thing. In fact, let me just say this. For all the other manifestations of the spirit, whether it's speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, gifts of healing, uh, um, prophecy, 
all of those. It's, it's not a, it's not a feel thing. It's a will thing. Because a lot of times you're not gonna feel nothing. I didn't feel anything when God told me that somebody, had car had broken down and they had to get it pushed. Out of all the people in the room, it was just one person. Can you imagine that? And see, the devil will tell you, well, uh, you know, cause my thing is, I, I know God's voice enough that when I step out there and say something like that, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not back here going, ooh, I hope somebody's out there. I know they out there. Amen. So, 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about the manifestation of the Spirit. And in verse 7, it says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every person to profit with all. Everybody's got the ability to do it. And then it says, for the one, or we know that means for whosoever is given by the, you know, by the Spirit, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and I'm going to keep going, but then I'm going to jump down to verse 11. He says, but all these, all these manifestations work that one and self-same spirit. Watch this. Dividing to every man. Dividing to who? Every man. Watch this now, church. Severally as he will. So the only way that I'm going to be able to speak in tongues is if I will to do it. Say amen to that. See, we must activate our wills to do it or it's not going to happen. Just like you have to activate your will to talk. God's not going to make you talk. So you have to will to do it. Because, see, our wills don't just control our actions, but our wills also control what we believe. John chapter 20, verse 25. This is when Jesus had appeared to the disciples. And when they got to Thomas, it says in verse 25, The other disciple said to him, we've seen the Lord. But Thomas said, unless I see his hands and the print and the nails in his side. Notice what he says. I will not believe. He could have said, I will believe. Which means now my ability to believe or not believe is controlled by my will. So look at your neighbor and say, you can will to speak in tongues. Now, people say, well, you can only do it. The Bible says the Spirit gives you utterances. Yes, but the Bible also says the Spirit is always willing. Amen. Amen. Listen, now, don't confuse now your response to the Holy Spirit as if it's a manifestation. Just because you decide to run don't mean that that, that's not, I didn't read nothing about running in the manifestations. So listen, before you and I can speak in tongues, we must decide that that's what we want to do. So let me just say this. Why wouldn't you want to do that? I mean, look, this is the difference between a Ferrari and a Geo. They're both cars. I'm not hating on either one. They're both cars, right? They both can get you from point A to point B, right? But one's going to get you there a little faster and one's valued a whole lot more than the other one. Well, my thing is, people say, well, well, does speaking in tongues make you better? No, it doesn't make you better. Because I know people who cuss and speak in tongues. (laughs) I, I know some preachers cuss. Right? So it don't make you better. But what I'm saying is, I want everything God wants for me to have. I want everything. So everything we must do, it must be by faith. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Everybody say, speaking in tongues is a will thing and not a feel thing. Okay, here's point number two. If you're taking notes, you will receive when you believe. 
you will receive when you believe. Acts chapter 19, watch verse 1. It says, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and he saw certain disciples. Okay, so a disciple is a believer. Do you all agree with that? A disciple is one who believes. So he found these disciples. And then verse 2, he said to them, have you, read it with me, church. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? That's an odd question. That's an odd question because the only way to get the Holy Ghost is to believe. Right? He's asking them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Well, the only way to get born again is to receive Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. So I'm going to show you what he was saying in just a minute. But he says, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. That was me. When I first got saved, I grew up Presbyterian. I had never heard nobody speak in tongues before. So I didn't know what it was. So when they started teaching me about speaking in tongues, because I had never heard it before, I had no reference point. Well, same thing with these people. They said, we ain't never heard about that. Look at, look now. And see, here's the thing. In the New Testament, everybody say the New Testament. Remember now, the Bible was written in three different primary uh, languages. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written, of course, in Greek and in some cases in Aramaic because Jesus spoke more than one language. And some people say, I I ain't reading the Bible. It's written by a man. No, it was penned by a man, but it was authored by God. God has no hands. He needs somebody to, to write it. Okay, so the reason King James comes about is because back in those days, he spent the time, the money and the resources to take the the Bible from the languages that he did not read. And he had people to write it, uh, translate it into the English language that he did speak. And that's why we have the King James. It's not about a man wrote the book. No, a man translated what was already written. Say amen to that. So when you read the New Testament, now this is going, this is going to show you how to activate speaking in tongues and not just speaking in tongues, but all the rest of the manifestations. There are two main words, uh, in the Bible that the word receive is translated to. The first one is the word decamiah. Say decamiah. Now decamiah, it means to receive by being offered to. Or here's a better way. It means to accept as a gift. Now, I'm going to give you a demonstration of this, but let me read uh, some verses that has this word receive or decamiah in it so you can understand. Luke chapter 9, verse 48, it says, and he, or he said unto them, this is Jesus talking, whosoever shall receive this child in my name, receive me. That word receive is decamiah. Jesus was saying, whosoever shall accept this child in my name, listen, he or she accepts me or receives me. And then it goes on to saying, whosoever shall receive me, receives him that sent me. That Those words are the words decamiah. Let me show you another verse. Luke chapter 9 verse 51. It says, and it came to pass when the time was come that he, Jesus, should be received up. He steadfastly set his face 
to go to Jerusalem. Watch verse 52. And he sent messengers before his face. And they went and they entered into a village of the Samaritans to make things ready for him. Here is where this word receive or decamiah comes in. And they did not receive him. They did not decamiah him. They did not accept him because his face was to go to Jerusalem. So uh, I want to ask Bruce who is one of my aides to come up here. Bruce, come up here, and I want you to come stand right here next to me. I'm going to read one more verse, and I want you to face the people. Y'all give Bruce a hand clap. Second Corinthians chapter 8, let's read it. I'm going to show you this word, decamiah, one more time, and then I'm going to demonstrate it, and here's why I'm doing that. Because a lot of people think they're going to speak in tongues, but they're just decamiah. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 16. But thanks be to God, which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you. For indeed, he, Titus, he accepted the exhortation. The word accepted is the same Greek word, decamiah. So, when you and I get saved, we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. We decamiah him. All we have to do is open our heart and accept him. So, Bruce... This is going to be, this handkerchief is going to represent a handkerchief. (laughs) Okay, so Bruce, I want you to hold your hands out and put them together for me. There you go. And I am going to, watch this now, allow Bruce to receive or accept this handkerchief. All right, stay straight, stay straight. There you go. All right. Now. What did Bruce do? He, what did he do? He accepted the handkerchief. Now, it's yours right now. What are you going to say, Bruce? Thank you. You're welcome. All right. That's Decamiah. But th- you can't do that in speaking tongues. The old church called it tearing. You don't have to tarry unless you want to. Why should I wait for something that's already available? So, let's talk about this word. The next word, receive, which is lambano. Say lambano. Now, The definition of the word lambano, it's also the Greek word receive. But it means to take from, to seize, to grasp, or to take hold of. Now this is where we play a major role in manifesting the different manifestations of the Spirit. Let me read an example of Acts 19. Let's go back to where we started. He said unto them, have you received? That word receive is not decamiah. He said, have you received or lambano the Holy Ghost as you believe? Wow. Let me show you this word lambano in a different verse so you can see it means to take. It's a different meaning. Matthew chapter 15 verse 26. I'm almost done here. It said, but he answered and said, this was Jesus talking, it is not proper of me to take the children's bread. The word take is the word lambano. 
Look in Matthew chapter 15 verse 36. And he took the seven loaves and the fishes. The word took is the word lambano. So what does the word decamaya mean? It means to do what? Except. Open your hand up, Bruce. All right. That's what most, if you saved, if you have Jesus Christ in your heart, that's what happened. The Holy Spirit came when, on the inside of you. But if you're going to manifest, if you're going to pray, in, if you're going to speak in tongues, you can't just do that. So, Bruce, I want you to receive or lambano or take the handkerchief this time. I'm just kidding. Now let me ask you a question. Who did the work that time? Who did? Bruce did. But see, this is what people do. They're waiting on God to do what Bruce did. But God don't do what Bruce did. God supplied the Holy Spirit. Now it's up to me to grab hold of it. And the only way that's going to happen, you have to activate your faith. So y'all give Bruce a big hand clap. Give him a big hand. Thank you, Bruce. Okay. So here's what's going to happen for those of you who don't speak in tongues. And if you're watching me, there are a lot of people watching me who don't speak in tongues. Listen, first of all, stop listening to people who say it ain't real. Stop listening to them. It's real. I do it. Paul said, I speak in more tongues than you all. So he did it too. You can do it. So what's the next step? Here's the next step. Number one, you have to ask God to just fill you. Just ask him. Ask and you shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock in the what? He's not going to invade your prophecy. prophecy. If you don't want it, God's okay with you riding in that G.O. He's okay. Number one, you have to ask. Number two, I want to challenge you, challenge you to worship and praise privately. Because see, some of y'all ain't hungry enough yet. The Bible says those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they'll be filled. Uh, you're not hungry enough. Stop watching so much Instagram and get some private time. You'll get hungry. Get out of the Facebook and get in his face and you'll get hungry. I know, I just stabbed somebody. It's okay. <laughs> Private time. While you're doing that, you have to open up your mouth. Your tongue has to start moving. You cannot get feel standing there like this. So this is what you're going to do privately. You're going to just start praising. Father, I bless you. This is what I had the God to do in my office this week. Father, I thank you. I praise you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And then I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. The Bible says out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. What's going to happen is there's going to be this urge for you to say something. So here's where the contradiction comes in. People go, well, I don't know what I'm going to say. Welcome to the club. Nobody does. So stop trying to figure out what you're going to say. Just let it, just let it come out. Now you say, now I want you to try that. I want you to do that. And if, if you say, Pastor, I, I did it diligently and I, it just ain't happening. That's fine because what I'm going to do is that we're going to have a Holy Spirit encounter night. I don't know when we're going to have it, but when we have it, you need to show up. Because what's going to happen is 
there's a, a guy who, I mean, I'm good at it, but, but there's somebody that I'm going to bring in who's good at helping people get filled. And then he's a very accurate prophet. This is a different prophet. See, here's the thing. When you start, when you open up and letting God do stuff, he, stuff that you didn't even see was already there. Now I got prophetic people just coming in my direction. You know why? Because I've made a decision. Our church is going to, listen, we're going to have an apostolic foundation and we're going to flow in the prophetic and then all the manifestations of, uh, it's going to show up. Amen. Somebody's got some migraines right now. Who is it? It's migraines. It's just like hitting you like this. Who is it? Oh, it's on the camera person. Okay, y'all punch your hands toward that person right there on the camera. Father, in Jesus' name, you said that we can decree a thing and it shall be done. Father, you said call those things that be not as though they were. And we speak to the migraine on that person on the camera right now in Jesus' name. And we say you stop. You stop invading their life. We command those migraines to stop. And God, whatever is in their body that is not balanced, balance it out right now in Jesus' name. And we say migraine, go. In fact, everybody say migraines, go in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Yes. So, why don't we just be still? Let's just see if the Lord wants to do anything else before we close our service today. Because I just believe that as God's people, our life should look differently than people who are not believers. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for being in our midst Thank you for showing up when we need you to. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Someone needs a miracle. They're about to be evicted. But you already know. Father, cause a miracle to take place in their life. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, just raise your hands right where you are. Just begin to worship him. Father, we bless you today. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for that sweet smell. Thank you that Jesus is the rose of Sharon. And all we have to do is worship him. And Father, as we worship privately, those who need to be filled with the Holy Spirit by speaking in tongues, Father, as they take some private time this week to do what I just instructed them, Lord, I thank you for filling the room up, filling their hearts up. And Father, out of their belly, rivers of living water shall show up in the name of Jesus There's someone, if you just speak in tongues, I see some trauma being healed in your life. I see that. It's been hard to shake, but he says if if you start speaking in tongues, that trauma is literally going to dissipate. You're going to be healed. And Father, we thank you today that great things are going to take place in this church. And in the lives of your people, as we allow you to activate these different promises from your word, in Jesus' name, 
Amen. With every head still bowed, if you're watching me or maybe you're in the room, here's my question. If you die today, are you 100%?